So in the spirit of talking about hostels, today we're going to be talking about nightlife. Not just specifically nightlife in Europe or Asia or wherever, but also in the States. Yeah. I think we, (laughs) as is evident from last episode, we have plenty of experience um, going out and drinking. (laughs) But, you know. Hey, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the culture. <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds, yeah, <laughs> it sounds pretty bad, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I meant it that way, but it sounded worse than I thought it would. <laughs> I just think that there's a lot to be said about it. There is for sure. And you and I came to the conclusion that, um, while there's a lot to be excited about when traveling and experiencing the nightlife elsewhere, there's also something to be said for, um, I guess, the U.S. sort of, uh, we, we said party culture. Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, having gone to school in the U.S., uh, like having done our university here and um, both of us growing up and kind of with, like with access to like rural places, like smaller town sort of vibes. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about traveling, I think. And going to hostels specifically, I think that's probably the first thing that comes to your mind. And then also like growing up in the United States and going to uh, specifically, I mean, a college like Ohio University. It was, I mean, I think it would categorize as a definitely a party school. And yeah, I think a reason why it's a pretty good topic to bring up specifically on this podcast is whenever I would talk about it, whenever I was overseas, it was like everybody that I ever talked to who was from a different place had a different experience in the sort of like quote unquote party culture growing up. And I think there's like a lot to be said about it. I mean, the way that it's portrayed in the media and the way that people kind of like understand how American party culture is in terms Mm -hmm. of like college party culture and even post-college like tailgating and sports events it's completely different everywhere else yeah um what's that what's that movie called you you started talking about yeah media portrayals and whatnot and um oh animal house project project x (laughs) oh yeah yeah i don't think i actually ever saw that but i remember there's like the kid cuddy song remix Mm -hmm. um yeah i saw that in theaters really yeah (laughs) was it accurate (laughs) i mean (laughs) i I wouldn't i wouldn't say that it was accurate but i remember i was in high school at the time i think i was maybe a senior and i remember that right after that movie had aired we (laughs) i mean i was barely even allowed to throw parties at my house but me and my friends got together and we actually like threw a quote-unquote project x party we made like little flyers we made like a facebook event for it and invited like (laughs) hundreds of people and we tried to yeah i got in a lot of trouble for that (laughs) that was a phenomenon when that came out everyone Mm -hmm. everyone was like oh we're doing project x like i think it was it was like a high school movie wasn't it yeah but i mean also you think about all of the other things in the media that came out you have animal house and you have even blue mountain state i mean Oh yeah. <laughs> Blue Mountain State was what set me up for the expectation of what I thought it was going to be like going into college. And I mean, I honestly have to say to some extent 
it kind of is true. There's definitely, I think if you're looking to like have that sort of lifestyle, like if you're looking to just party all the time, like there's kind of at a bigger school, there's no shortage in my experience of like things to do. It can Mm -hmm. definitely get you into trouble with your grades, (laughs) but you know, everything in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how, it is in the U.S. It is really kind of like that in every single big state. I'd say like state college. I don't think it's like that for all like small colleges, but at least for public universities. I mean, West Virginia University. So I grew up in West Virginia and I went to WVU a lot. And something that I heard from a lot of the people that went to school there, a lot of my friends said that there were a lot of students there that had come from other places in the world because they had heard that WVU was a party school. And the only reason that they were there was to like party pretty much. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine. I think people kind of got that same idea with OU and they're like, well, like I heard it's a party school. (laughs) Yeah. You know, to some extent, uh, I think. Yeah. 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 I think that's maybe people say that more kind of, as as halfway a joke <laughs> it's not i guess it's not necessarily a, a negative like it's kind of a bonus <laughs> yeah what do you I think know, about like oh sorry oh yeah i was just gonna say um when i think of like u.s party culture and and i'll stick to like college the right. f- first thing that comes to mind for me is um the house party and like along with that the house show so like there'll be small bands whether they're like touring through the state or whatever or if they're local like you'll go to these house parties and there's like three or four bands that are kind of on the the bill right and it's just a bunch of people filling up this little college this like old college house that's like falling apart and dirty and like everyone's got their shoes on like it's a wreck and but like there's just a band somewhere like in the living room or something just like blasting music and um, it's really fun though. <laughs> that was, I think that was my favorite sort of, um, like party environment. Oh like yeah, the, dude. The I love show. those. I remember you threw a few of those right at the house that you lived at. Yeah. Those we, were I was really there for cool. one of those. We had one, we lived across the street from a KFC. So we threw one called like chicken jam. <laughs> right. And yeah, we had like a bunch of great bands over, um, we had, oh man, see if I mention some and forget someone that was on the, on the bill, then I'll feel mean, but, uh, we had some really great local bands, like for example, Velvet Green and, um, Bear Fuzz, they came and played and they, I mean, like rocked it. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, I noticed I remember, that. Oh, sorry. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that I, I noticed that in the U S and, you know, colleges. I, so I visited a bunch of colleges, at least throughout the East coast. Um, the only place in the West coast I visited was I think UCLA, but I've noticed that there's always like different groups and different ways that people, they have their own little nightlife scene. It's like everybody kind of has their own little nightlife scene. I say, I say everybody with like a generalized kind of thing, but it's like split up into like different sects. It's like, there were the people that really liked going to like specific bars. And then there were people True. that only liked going out if it was a house show 
or they only liked going to like, you know, different things. And, um, there were like fraternity groups, like fraternities and sororities, they would go out mm-hmm. in a, like a different capacity and go to like different kind of things in the U S but it seems like everybody kind of had their own way of, um, like <laughs> their own excuse to just binge drink pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. And I think something for me, I mean, just personally, like the house party was always kind of, that was like, it felt the most comfortable, the most cozy. And mm-hmm. I really like seeing bands like there's, it's just so fun. Like, and, um, I mean, that's what me and I guess like my kind of like circle of people, like that's what we mostly would do. I guess if we went, we would also go yeah. to bars and I mean, I, I went, to, I did plenty of time on court street going to the different bars in Athens, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, everyone has their flavor, uh, I guess that are their, their tendency. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I would talk about my experience in Athens, when I was in different places, it was, it would always be received a little bit differently. I mean, whenever I was in Indonesia, for example, I felt it was, it was crazy because the thing is, 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 you know, for everyone that I was around, like the culture that I was in, the things that, that we would get up to and, and just kind of, you know, how I was describing how everybody kind of had their own little thing. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was, it was almost like unbelievable when I would kind of like describe it in different mm-hmm. capacities. But then I would go to different groups. For example, when I was in Taiwan, it's crazy. I mean, there's, so there's, it's like every, every culture has their like, like party scene. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I mean, not to change the subject a little bit, but in Taiwan, when I was there, man, those people can drink. They drank <laughs> me under the table when I was there. I mean, and they really like whiskey too, which is kind of, kind of funny. I'm a big, I'm a big scotch enjoyer and, um, they have their own kind of like version and they, okay. uh, they've won like international whiskey, uh, competitions and wow. yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a fun, like, subtopic as well. I mean, a couple there, like, number one, (laughs) cultures with, like, their, um, like, the older generations that'll drink the younger generations under the table. Um, Like, I love (laughs) love when people talk about, like, the family gatherings, how, like, um, (laughs) you know, the uncle or the dads or whatever, like, drink them under the table. There's something really funny about that to me. I know, like, um, in Athens, we had Dad's Weekend. Yeah, yep, the veterans. (laughs) But, yeah, and then the other topic would be, like, kind of the specialties in different places. Um, Like, I know in Greece, um, this I guess you could say, like, a a specialty of Greece, and I don't know if Turkish people claim this, so I hope nobody comes after me, but (laughs) um, Uzo um, is, like, you know... It's, well, it's a liquor. Um, it's, I think it has like, it's based with like anise. Um, so it's kind of got that, like that licorice taste to it. And it's clear and it's strong. And um, <laughs> I remember one night, like, 
I uh, I had like the myth, the mythical never-ending cup of Uzo because my good friends, uh, we went to this bar in Patras. It was really cool, beautiful summer night, like open air, rooftop, and um, I was, I'd say like, oh, I'm just going to have like this, <laughs> this one because it's kind of strong. And I'd look down and be like, I swear I already like got down to like a quarter left, like a finger left of this drink. And then like, it's full again, huh? <laughs> I kept drinking it. And I realized like they were just dapping me up the whole time. Like just like topping me off. Um, <laughs> as is the, the Greek way with hospitality. Um, <laughs> but that was like a, it was a fun experience, I guess, because they were all excited. They're like, oh, you like you're going to try Uzo and like it's something it I'd from? never had. Do you know, I mean, I I don't know what it's I'm going to look it up really quick. Like because, what's fermented, yeah. what it's fermented. Yeah. From. Yeah. I know that um, the um, and that's another thing that's kind of crazy, too, is that I think throughout the United States, I mean, obviously the the sort of like, quote unquote, like. I mean, the, the culture of the United States is, is like more consistent per landmass throughout like the, the entirety of like the United States. But in Europe, I know that, you know, the, the scene suppose I'd say in like Germany and Austria compared to the Mediterranean is like so different and how they go about it. Like the music they listen to the alcohol that they drink it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know that you had a lot of experience like in the Mediterranean side. I didn't have any of that experience. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess I have had a little bit and, um, I know <laughs> Greece is really fun and they have, they have a really great, um, obviously a great cuisine. Um, they have their ouzo, um, and their, um, they have like their, their brand of like crappy pop music, you know, like club music. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, I love, but you know, it's like to Greeks, they're like, oh, it's like this horrible pop music, you know, but <laughs> when you're drinking at the club, you're like, oh yeah, like, I know this, like everyone knows the songs, oh, yeah. I guess. Like, you have the German um, Schlager. Yeah. It's like Schlager. Oh my gosh. What do they call them? It's like, they call them, the Greek word is like dog songs. <laughs> It's something really funny like that. I'll have to look it up too. But I did look up Uzo. It's dry anise flavored aperitif that is widely consumed in Greece, made from rectified spirits that have undergone distillation and flavoring. What spirit? So it's just any spirit. That I do not know. I think so. It looks like it can be a different variety. It's similar to pastis, sambuca, raki, and arak. Um, and I said it's clear, I think. It's actually kind of cloudy, like a little milky. Interesting. Um, yeah, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like anise, but I liked Uzo. <laughs> Maybe that says more about me than Uzo, but... <laughs> Wait, you don't like Guinness? No, anise. Like the oh, licorice okay, flavor. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. I love Guinness, actually. Okay, um, I was about to say, like, you're insane. <laughs> judging me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and oh, I gotta look at what are the pop songs. What do they call them? But yeah, it, I I'll, I'll say this. So in Greece, um, honestly, like a pretty typical night out. It sounds like an occasion, but this was like somewhat typical for like a weekend night out. Um, we would go and like get some coffee or whatever after class, and like just walk around the city, like do something fun. 
and like have a snack or whatever and um you know go out like because uh, I was a tourist so uh, my friends would like take me around to see different landmarks and then um and then you'd go to like uh taverna for like some some dinner and like the food so amazing and um you know you've got like some wine going around now and then like they have this culture of like it's it is like a very greek thing but i think you can sort of generalize and say like a lot of uh like mediterranean cultures have something similar but i have a bias toward like the greek style and like right right. (laughs) um but but you sit and like you have this big spread and um we would always have like the the salad the hiriatiki uh like the village salad so you just have like the bell peppers um the onion like red onion tomato and there's like just massive bricks of feta cheese <laughs> yeah um and like you have the salad then you have like and it's it's like one giant you know like family style serving and then um you get like sort of your entrees and everything that come around and um there's like so much sharing of the food there's a lot it's just conversation and like dinner itself just dinner itself there doesn't have to be an occasion for it the dinner itself isn't an occasion enough so like they make an occasion out of it and all of a sudden you know you've gone you've had your coffee um and snack or whatever then you're at dinner and it's it's been like three hours at this table four hours at this table eating and talking and like having wine and then um and then you know if you do go out like um like it's kind of just I don't know. I would say what you would expect or, you know, what you might picture of like a nightclub. Um, and man, I mean, there are some nights where we would, we would stay up all night. And I mean, after dinner, before you go out, sometimes you'd have, you'd get some more coffee and then you'd go out. And then like, next thing you know, the sun is rising over the beach mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's very, it was, it was like a very, it's hard on the body, <laughs> but it, but it's an amazing lifestyle. Dancing, a lot of dancing. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I think that's kind of a European thing as well that I uh, I remember, and it was really hard on the body. Was man, it was like every time you go out, there's that push to stay out all night. It's like, are we going to turn in or are we going to stay out until the sun comes up? It was like, you know, if you're if you're going to stay at the clubs until they close, you're you're going to be going home when the sun comes up. And that's mm-hmm. something that I don't know if I miss that or not, because at least here when the bars close at 2 AM, like you have a reason to go home and you turn in like your, your, your head is hitting the pillow at three. Yeah. Whereas there it's like, you know, the sun's coming up. Am I going to have a cup of coffee or am I going to go to bed and try to, yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I mean, it is, it, <laughs> It's, I guess it's nice and, and the grass is always greener or whatever. I know I just went and saw two of my friends get married and it was awesome. And, um, <laughs> we're all like, we're not in college anymore. So everyone's like turning in like, uh, like one by one people are dropping off, getting the Uber, like the after party. And it's not like it used to be exactly. And sometimes I'm like, I could go for one of those crazy Greek nights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's an occasion for both of them. You know what my favorite going out experience was? 
especially mm. one that we shared together. My absolute favorite thing. And I wish that they had something like this. I mean, I'm sure they probably do have something like this in the States, but mm-hmm. we would take a walk. We would, we would hang out in the lobby and we would drink our Stiegels from the vending machine that was in our <laughs> dorm. And we would take a bus. We would, we would walk to the, uh, the Augustiner, which is this big old, it's like 1500, 1600s monastery. And it's huge on the inside. It's like a giant hall. It's like, if you've ever been to a Hofbrauhaus house in the U S it's like, it's like that. It's, it's even bigger. Yeah. You would get your mug and you had two choices of something to eat. You're either eating some kind of bread or some kind of meat. And you would fill up your one liter mug. And then from there we would go to karaoke. That was nice. <laughs> like that. And if we wanted to go after that, I mean, soda club was right next door and we could, you know, stay out until 5 a.m., that was a pretty, but at that point you had to walk back to the dorm. It's either you, you, you take the last bus or you walk back. I know it's like that in Japan too. There's the, uh, like the last, bu- what is it? The last train rush. Have you seen yeah. that? I mean, I no, I haven't. The last train, I think it goes at like 1 a.m. in Tokyo. So <laughs> people are bum, like bum t- or 2 a.m. or something like that. So yeah, people bum rush it. And if you miss it, <laughs> you're basically stuck because Tokyo is <laughs> oh, so no. huge. Yeah, yeah, you have to stay out until like the sun comes up until I think 6 a.m. So there's like a whole crowd. There's like a whole it's like a whole thing. They make the decision for you at that point. It's like, yeah, I'm staying out. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like that in in, uh, in Europe. It was like that in Berlin. I think I remember we had to stay out until the sun and we had to or no, the subway. Does that run all night? I don't know. I don't I think remember. It might have. Maybe we just made a conscious or s- slightly conscious decision to stay out all night. <laughs> Maybe it's our fault. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that that is something. I guess that's true. The all night culture isn't really as much a thing here in the states. Like, yeah, we we do the house parties and then I it's guess like a that special would be the occasion. Kinda. Yeah, I do think because like. People do house parties, and along with that, I also wanted to talk a little bit about bonfires. Um, right. I don't, I don't know where else in the world they do that um, outside, like North America, but like here in the states, like I mean, people just have they just pile wood onto a burn pile, and like you just you sit around and <laughs> drink beer and like look at a fire. <laughs> Man, that was everything <laughs> and, where I'm from. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Small even when I would say, <laughs> yeah, like every house party I had, it was like there was a bonfire segment of that. And it's funny, too, yeah. because what would end up happening is you have these people that live out in the woods. And I think it would always be like fall when all of the all of the leaves are falling and everything. And and you start, you know, they they take the entire summer. While you're, you know, maintaining the lawn when you go out and like mow the grass or whatever, you have sticks that are falling down from the trees and everything. And so everybody has like a designated pile and you have like (laughs) trash, you have like old furniture or whatever. We would like pile it up. And and I feel like everyone kind of had that everyone that like had kind of like, 
you know, lived out in like the woods a little bit would have like this designated pile and then they would make an event out of like, out of like burning it. (laughs) It's like, Hey man, like I'm, (laughs) I'm having a big bonfire tonight. Yeah. yeah, That was my dad. I swear my dad took way too much pride in like having just like this huge pile of, yeah, like cardboard and, you know, all these branches and things and like Mm -hmm. broken old wooden furniture and man. Pallets somehow. Yeah. I mean, you have to like call the fire department. (laughs) Yeah, man. We had the fire department show up on our yard a lot of times. Almost every time we ever had like a big one because we had a big hill where, uh, like at our house, like it was like our house was here, but on the land there was like a big hill and it went up like, like almost, I mean like 50 feet at least, or like a hundred feet. And it was this big, clear opening field. And we would make like an ungodly sized bonfire. And it was like a family thing. This was like, this was before I was old enough to be sneaking beers in my backyard. Um, (laughs) But we would throw like a huge one and it would be, I mean, the flame would be like 50, not, I don't know about 50, but like at least like, you know, 30 feet in the air, the flame would be, Dude, you know, raising and I we can would always have it. them. Yeah. We'd always have the, I mean, we would be careful. I don't think we ever started a, a big fire. It, we always had it contained. We had like water jugs and we would make like a ring around it and there were no trees above it. So, <laughs> I mean... Good That's, enough. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a lot safer <laughs> than I think most like redneck bonfires I ever went to was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We That's an interesting also, thing. We have our fireworks too that kind of, I think, sometimes go along with the bonfire. Yeah. Just like shooting off fireworks. I don't know. Fourth if that's of a July thing bonfire. Yeah. That's a, it's like it's a everybody has a, has a bonfire on Fourth of July. I wonder if that's mm-hmm. culturally significant. If it's like based in some kind of historic thing for North America or whether, I I mean, I wonder if it's big anywhere else as well. I have no idea. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I bet at least like in an abstract sense, you can connect like the bonfire to the fireworks to the Independence Day, you know, history. But yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, that's. It seems uniquely American, but I, I don't know. I think it's from mm-hmm. when we burned witches at Salem. <laughs> they did that in Europe too, though. Yeah, they started they that, that in Europe. <laughs> you first, you you guys did it first. <laughs> they invented it. <laughs> yeah. The other th- the other thing uh, in the U.S. I wanted to talk about too, which you see some of this um, elsewhere. Um, I mean. I, I just know I, it's like very dense here in the States. Like every city you have like microbreweries. Um, and our college town, we had Jackie O's, which is a sick, sick microbrewery. <laughs> like they just have like, yeah, you I worked mean, there. I did. I worked there. I was a little, I was a little food cart chef and, a, uh, you know, bar back. It was great. Great job to have in college, too, because, like, I could take home the short fills. Like, so, basically, the bottom of the barrel, um, they tasted fine to me. (laughs) (laughs) You could take home, like, racks of beer, um, of craft beer. And that's, like, I mean, that's kind of an event going out and, um, I don't know. I I saw, like, a meme where it was, like, 
it's like white dudes like Game of Thrones and like craft beer. <laughs> it's like a few years ago when Game <laughs> of Thrones was big, I guess. But I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> but that's like um, that's a pretty, I would say, like characteristic thing here is the the microbrewery going in. Oh yeah, it's huge. Quirky beer. You know what's kind of funny that though IPAs is and yeah. One of the biggest microbreweries around. Well, I wouldn't call them a microbrewery, but one of the biggest. I don't know. Would you call it a microbrewery? Um, Brewdog. That's um, a really big one here, but they're yeah. Scottish. Well, they. Yeah, they have one. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yep, that's in um Canal. Man, we went to like a festival there. Uh, me and some friends, and I brought. I Cam live next to and, one. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> we went and saw like some. Wait, you live next to it? Yeah, oh, there's another have, one like, a in Franklinton. One? Yeah, yeah, That's sick. Yeah, it's it's like where I go for a for like a casual like evening beer. It's because nice. it's like it's like the only place that's next to me. Yeah, but, see, that's it. Because there's a different vibe than like a regular like an ordinary bar. Yeah, like it's kind of more. I want to say at least the vibe is like more highbrow. It is. It, like yeah, it's I agree. Kind of cozy, like. Like it, it doesn't feel like organic. someone gets sloshed. <laughs> yeah, everything's organic. There's like there's, there's like, no chicken tenders and like you know like pub <laughs> burgers for like seven dollars. Yeah. Yep. That's true, man. And they I don't know. Up, what like, do you, some, What do you prefer? Um, dude, it's like it's like with the house parties, I guess, and like in a dance club, like it's just it's a different flavor for different different mm-hmm. tools for different jobs. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you go to like in Athens, you go to Tony's and you get a little, you get a little sloshed and you like throw some darts and uh, like play cards and stuff. And like, but like you're drinking there or like Tony's, I guess, like, or not, I already said Tony's, Stevens, um, which I didn't go to very often, but that was like a little dancier, I guess. And then, you know, you have obviously like Jackie O's, which is kind of more like, we're going to get dinner, like a nice dinner, but we're going to try a bunch of craft beers. And then, uh, there's like also biker bars, which are just, I mean, real rough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we took Morris to that biker bar. Yeah. <laughs> <the> smiling skull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was, um, he met some, some locals. Those, <laughs> some interesting that was a crazy locals. Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, sorry, I was getting a phone call all of a sudden. But, um, I forgot what I was going to say, honestly. It's our Gosh, first caller. <laughs> put, him, put him on the mic. <laughs> Maybe I would if I could. But, yeah. um, I think I was going to mention something, um, oh yeah, about what you were saying. Mm-hmm. With all of the different things that there was to do in Athens, I think that that's kind of cool. I mean, I, as a thing in the U.S., but I would say that it's probably the same in a lot of other places, but not so much that I've experienced here where it seems like in the United States, just in the terms of like, quote unquote, nightlife, it kind of seems like there's something for everybody here. It's like a mixture. There's, you know, <clears throat> there's like barcades where there's like, like, yeah. there's like bowling bars bowling bar barcades there's you know dive bars biker bars drum and bass bars um and they're they're everywhere there's uh you know um 
microbreweries and uh, dance clubs. And yeah, I think, you know, in terms of like the nightlife, it's a lot more, I think, diverse here rather than over there where it was kind of like, you know, you're in Munich. If you're going to a club, it's going to be drum and bass unless you, you know, I'm sure there's like a lot of different places that, you know, are, are, are a little more niche or like serve different purposes. And I know that there's like beer gardens and pubs and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I will say that it was kind of, um, it was, it was kind of themed out very consistently. Whereas here I've, in my experience, it seems like there truly is like something for everybody in like in big cities, I'd say not in small cities, but in big cities, small towns, I would not, unless it's maybe a college town. Yep. Yeah. That would be the exception. Yeah, I agree actually. I mean, I, I think like you said, the beer hall, beer garden type stuff and, you know, and then you have your pubs and then, yeah, it's like clubs are kind of just clubs. (laughs) It's, you know, and I mean, I, I experienced that like all across Europe, honestly, like a club is a club pretty much. And you kind of know what you're getting. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's not to say like there weren't some really cool bars that were like really unique, but the, I guess the, the patron experience (laughs) of like drinking and sometimes karaoke and whatnot was like not super diverse, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to inject this really quick. I I quickly looked it up. I didn't want to get it wrong, but yeah, it is. It's dog songs, the Greek. So skiladika. Um, <laughs> this description <laughs> made me laugh, but it says skiladika music is played mostly in particular music scenes and nightclubs and is associated with mass entertainment of lower quality. <laughs> <laughs> And it says the clubs and musical scenes themselves are usually referred to in a derogatory way and are nicknamed Skiladika as well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like someone, someone, someone said that, oh, like this is, you know, they, they basically were like, oh, this is like a dog song. And I was like, did you just call this a dog song? I'm like, yeah, that's what they like. They're, they're dog songs. And I had to like, I was like, am I hearing this right? But yeah, <laughs> I had to chase the, I had to pull, like follow that thread. Um, you know, what's the drinking age in Greece? Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Pro- it's probably like Germany where it's staggered, um, where it's like kind of the lower, uh, lower proof, like has a different age. And then the higher proof stuff, you have to be a little older. Like, um, you know, I think, I think something that is, uh, Probably a lot more apparent to people that live in the U.S. already is mm-hmm. that as an American growing up, I think everybody has a drinking, like a quote unquote drinking experience when they're in high school, like from the age of, geez, I don't know, like anywhere between like 16, 17 and like 21, of course. Mm-hmm. And from what I've experienced, people who have these experiences are like like they drink when they're younger it's mm-hmm. really like binge drinking it's like when they can get their hands on it they will like drink until they're almost dead yeah from what yeah, i've experienced is... i don't know if it's just the small town but yeah it's not so i i don't feel not like it's much. the same in europe yeah or not no, just in europe no. but you know other places that have younger drinking ages i think 
you know, I, I think, you know, South America is, I don't know if it's the same, you know, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I did look up Greece. It is 18. However, it looks like, I mean, if you're close to 18, it's kind of rare to get ID'd. Um, right. But I know in the U.S. that changed somewhat recently, like maybe within our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it used to be 18 here as well. 1984. Okay, so. So it used yeah. to be 18 until 1984. Yeah. Um, I and think the U.S. That's, I did not know that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I feel like it's almost counterintuitive. And then you go to college and what people don't realize, I think, is when people talk about the American partying college experience or whatever, they, they're thinking about like the house parties and going to bars and drinking and clubs, et cetera, and going into a frat, mm-hmm. which is tr- like all of that's pretty true, but it's like underage drinking. And from what I've experienced, it's, it's like so much more heavy here than it is there. It's like, I mean, I remember when I was in college and I was a freshman and I was 19 and anybody who could get their hands on like any kind of alcohol, that was, it was, it was going (laughs) to like, it was going to disappear that night. Whereas, you know, when I was in Germany, it's, it was a lot more casual I don't know like even as a even as a younger kid even kids who were like going out and getting quote-unquote drunk they weren't like binging it as intense as they were here yeah I think there is like a greater extreme here I don't have like the statistics at hand I know like that's what I've always heard and I believe it because like I think when something it's like the forbidden fruit right like people are going to get really crazy about drinking and it's going to be like this um it's more fun because it's like not legal and not allowed by your parents yeah (laughs) it makes it it adds an element of danger or whatever yeah Um, definitely i do know i like we had exchange students uh in my high school and i know like they told me some crazy stories (laughs) specifically this german guy (laughs) he was really funny um and uh yeah, he lived in like a rural town in in Germany, and he would just tell the craziest stories um, from like his you know high school drinking times. Uh, yeah, and I was like, it, it sounded like an American kid, like in in like a small town, talking about like <laughs> just like running around like out in the rural, like out in the fields and stuff. Maybe it is the <laughs> same. Yeah, maybe it I is. think I, there is definitely some of it, but like. I think you're right. I think you're right that it's like there's a greater extreme here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember being 16 or, or 17 when I remember everybody started drinking. And mm-hmm. I can't remember people, you know, gathering around and having casual beers no. at like a at like a bonfire. It was like moonshine and a two liter of Jack Daniels that was being passed around. That's kind of, that was kind of the, I mean, that's just like how it was at the bonfire, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's another thing. The moonshine around the bonfire. That was a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Someone always had some like 
some uh some moonshine some like apple pie <laughs> yeah which was sweet actually really like i feel like i enjoyed it i don't know it's better than whatever like plastic bottle stuff we got our hands on in high oh, school oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know another thing that's kind of funny when i think about how people who are not from the u.s kind of think about it mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about the party culture and everywhere i went in every single country i ever went to europe and asia there's one thing that they all had in common was that they loved john denver and take me home country roads west virginia boy <laughs> yeah every time i mean literally every time that we had gone out that was being sung i mean I think I genuinely think I heard that song more when I was overseas than here in the States in West Virginia. And it's like our national anthem over there. (laughs) Yeah. I remember, um, we were out one night, I think in Berlin and we were on our way back from like a club and there's a dude busking and he sang it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We were, it was like three in the morning in the freezing cold and we're walking back after having been out all night exhausted. I mean, I remember that was a really long day. We had a tour that day of the, of the city. And so we had, we had flown like the day before and we spent the entire day drive or walking around the entire city. And then it was three in the morning we were walking back and in the cold wind we could hear in the distance country roads being (laughs) sung by somebody at three in the morning. And it was in a very like normally really public area in in Berlin. And it was a guy in a, in the tube, he was in like the entrance to the subway and he was singing country roads. And I remember his little guitar Mm -hmm. stand. It said he had his guitar case open, like how they do when they, um, where people like put money and he had a sign there that said like, keep your money, just enjoy the vibes. And (laughs) I just like, that was, yeah, that's, that's like permanently ingrained on my brain. It's something about being abroad and hearing like a a patriotic song and it just makes you feel like so proud all of a sudden. I kind of like that feeling. It's sort of like in a way being over there makes me appreciate where I come from a lot more, even if it's like even if I were to move away and really love where I was at and be like, I'm so happy. I never want to, I never want to return. Right. I think I would probably think better on where I'm from than if I stayed here, you know? Mm. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, there are things you miss. Like, I mean, even something so silly as the, like the bonfires and the party culture we have here. And then, you know, just like the, I don't know how to say this, <laughs> like the ecology, like the flora and fauna, like, I don't know. In West Virginia and Ohio, we're so used to like that, like lush green and like, you know, the like dark soil. Like, it's not like, you know, like clay, like they have like out here and, or like the, the red that they have in like Oklahoma or in the South. It's like, but even even like things like that, you know, like the very soil that you're used to like yeah. growing up with, like things like that become so nostalgic. Little songs make a you joke, hear. Like, 
I was, I was gonna say if if someone sang Ohio, it would be a different story. But like the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young song about the uh, it's about the <laughs> I feel bad, but it's the like Four Dead in Ohio song. <laughs> so I feel like if someone <laughs> were singing that, I'd be like, yeah. But like West Virginia has such a nice song. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Colorado's got a really good one by uh, John Denver too. And if he was still around, I'd, I'd tell him to make a good one about Ohio. Ohio's got a pretty good song. I don't know how it goes, but I know that they've got a, a really popular one. Dang, you know more than that. Have you heard it? Is It's not the... I know the Black Keys have a song called Ohio. That it's not one? that one. Yeah. It's it's something else. But I'm telling you, Ohio has a song. I don't I don't know what it is, but I feel like I've heard it. I think every state like, like has I'm, their song. I'm an imposter. You know? Oh, we have um God, maybe this is just a, like an Ohio State thing, but hang on Sloopy. I have no idea what that is. Really? Yeah. How's it go? Because <laughs> hang on Sloopy. <laughs> Sloopy, hang on. It's like that- hang on, Sloopy, Sloopy, hang on. And then people yeah. go, Oh, H. I, oh. I don't know why it's our song to be honest <laughs> yeah sorry man I think I think West Virginia wins there. <laughs> yeah. oh come on dude don't just hit on by, Sloopy just by the sound of it <laughs> that sounds like I made that up dude <laughs> Sloopy hang on Sloopy Sloopy hang on the McCoys hang on Sloopy what's the story What's your favorite drink you had abroad? Mm, if it's not Stiegel, which is just a, <laughs> it's just a gold broy. Um, I mean, they have Stiegel makes other brews, but I'm talking about the I'm OG, talking about the gold broy. Yeah. Um, then maybe it would be um, Edelweiss. Edelweiss. That's a good one. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that your your choice has been um two Austrian beers. Yeah, I mean, I'm for sure biased, but I mean, I just I know I I love Edelweiss and I've had a lot of other like like I've had like Franciscana and like Paulana. I like um, Paulana a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I really I like the German beers. I like I like the classic way that they make it. They don't they don't put anything else in it. They have uh the German beer law where they have to make it the that specific law. way. They can't yeah. add, put any additives in it. And mm-hmm. I don't like it because of that. I just happen to like it. I just happen to like beer without anything in it. Um, Stiegel, I mean, I, I guess for context, for like, for context, Stiegel, when we had studied in Salzburg, Stiegel was the house beer. It was the beer that was made in Salzburg. And we had a, a vending machine in the lobby of this apartment that we were all living in. And, uh, it had, you know, I mean, we would get, we get 50 Stiegels out of that thing at a time. I think it was just full of Stiegel. Yeah. It was so awesome. Was nice. But you I wouldn't say imagine... that it was my favorite. I think. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a nostalgia choice for me for sure. Yeah. But I really I think do. So. I do honestly love Edelweiss like for its qualities, you know? Yeah, Not, the wheat like beer. beyond nostalgia. Um, 
God, what else? I think Guinness. I, I honestly think Guinness might be my favorite drink. I really like... Mm. I was a little indifferent to them at first, but I know it's a very European thing to have like the spritzes, which is, I have no idea what's in those, but like when you go, when you go to Italy in the summertime, everybody's outside eating, like drinking these like cute little drinks and they have like a, like a soda, like an orange in them. It's like a soda something. Hmm. It's almost, it's like a, it's almost like in between like a gin and tonic and like a white wine. I can't, it's like bitter. It's like a very bitter kind of citrusy drink. I'm not sure what it's called. It's it's a spritz. I don't know what's in it, but I remember I had them in Italy. And yeah, I kind of, I hated them at first and then I ended up warming up to them. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, there's There's a lot to be said about nightlife, but I mean, there is, there really kind of isn't, is there? Hmm. We touched a lot of it. I think um, much like food and much like, I mean, even things like <laughs> like going to a museum and or to a park and seeing like that side of like, like a culture and a history. Um, there's something to be said for their, their drinking culture, their drinking games, drinking songs. I know like in the, the beer halls, like um, they were, we'd always play like big drinking games with huge groups. You have these long... So it's sort of like feels kind of public or like communal. You have these long tables and everyone would join in in your game. Mm-hmm. And like, so, you know, the drinking games and things like that and things like Skilavica or Schlager, like, um, like, I mean, that's, that's another aspect, like in Austria, um, as in other, you know, Alpine regions, like you have a specific nightlife associated with, it's skiing, you know, like right. um type of nightlife business. And um, that's like its own little subculture almost, I feel. Yeah, like. yeah. I know that the Austrian ski culture is, it's different from, I mean, I think I would kind of maybe even couple them all together. Like the Alpine ski culture mm-hmm. is so different from like, like the, the Scandinavian ski culture. And okay. even the, uh, like the Rockies, like the ski culture in the States. And then you have East coast ski culture and then West coast ski culture. Yeah. I think here it is probably modeled after like the, the ski culture you find in the Alps. Mm-hmm. Like it's trying to approximate it. There's some towns even that just look like they could be like sitting, they could be nestled in somewhere in Austria. Oh yeah. Snowshoe um, West Virginia looks just like it. Yeah, but I go. wouldn't. I wouldn't liken it to it, though. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's right. it's based from it, but mm-hmm. totally different experience. Aesthetically, I mean, you're yeah. you're at the top of the mountain, and you hear like the the schlager music just pumping, and, <laughs> and like, and the yeah, it's it's just it's a little different everywhere you go. But yeah, you're right. Little every community, every everywhere you go, they have these little individual kind of um recreational culture like drinking cultures that are uh, interesting and and uh thought we should maybe talk about them yeah so there's nightlife i know unfortunately we're doing a podcast so we can't show you any dance moves 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> that was yeah. Look, that was like, I would I will say, for me in Europe, there's a lot more dancing, um, which I like to dance. It's fun. You think so? I'm not the best at it, but I think so. I do. See, that's another thing too. Is that I, I think it's kind of depends on where you go because it does. There's um. Oh man, you know, I would agree. I would actually agree. I think in general that you're There's right. There's always a dance club like next door. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if you're near the city center or like if you're on, you know, in some district where there's, it's like a nightlife area, there's always like walking distance, a place to dance. Whereas in American cities, there's, there's not necessarily guaranteed a place that's specifically for dancing at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I think people are a little bit more active in it as well from, from Mm -hmm. my experience and like the dance culture. I was kind of surprised to notice that the, I think the club scene in Asia was a lot more similar to American club culture than I had expected. That's interesting. To be honest. Yeah. Actually, you know, it was, it was very, it it was just so similar to, um, really similar to like, um, and this is just coming from both Indonesia and Taiwan. Um, I mean, it was more outdoorsy, I think, you know, especially Bali. I mean, Java, Java, they had nightclubs, but they were few and far between because most people don't drink there. And then Bali, it was like, quote unquote, beach clubs, but it was it was very likened to like, you know, almost like Western style. And I think maybe they Mm. were appealing to the Australians and New Zealanders that were coming through or something. But makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what it's like everywhere else. I've always wanted to, um, I've always wanted to go somewhere Mediterranean or, or South American or even like, like I've always wanted to go to Africa. Even I, I've, I mean, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, it is a whole aspect to explore. Um, Yeah. But you know, hopefully, hopefully at some point, in the near future, you'll be somewhere new and someone's going to be <laughs> filling your glass with Uzo or, or whatever the, the local specialty is. And <laughs> yeah, I think I look forward to a time like that for sure. Yeah, me too. And I think as far as it comes with us talking about it, I think we can share our own personal experiences about it, what we've been through and we can tell stories all day. A lot of them, probably kind of similar seeing as we've been to a lot of the same places, but I think it'd be really nice to have somebody come on here. Who's from a place that neither of us have been. That'd be really nice. And uh, maybe they could share their, uh, their perspective or experience. Absolutely, man. I would love that. Yeah, Yeah. I think we'll probably save that for next time. All right. Yeah. Good chat, man. Yeah, for it's sure. To, it's it's a fun topic. <laughs> yeah, it's now kind we'll of fun to reminisce. To more, yeah, we'll we'll do something more like serious or academic next time. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to make up for it. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't sure. There were some things I wanted to share. I was like, ah, maybe I maybe I shouldn't say that on a recorded line and and post it because <laughs> I just don't know how it's going to sound when it comes out the other end. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about past experiences here in the future. But yeah, next week we're going to have, um, we're going to be bringing somebody else on and I'm excited nice. for it. All right. Me too, man. Well, as always, Sean, it's been, it's been a lovely conversation. <laughs> Thanks everybody for one. listening. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, until next time. Yeah. Until next time. Have a good day. Juice. Juice.